This podcast will never die. As long as there is darkness in the hearts of men. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against each other to find out which one is the best to fight to. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my Spoony co-host... Alex Mildenberger. And today, we are talking about the boss battle theme from the hit 1991 release, Final Fantasy II. Pardon me, Final Fantasy IV. That's a reference to the fact that it was originally released as Final Fantasy II in the United States. Because they didn't know to count back then, right? Yeah, well, apparently we didn't get, like, 2 and 3 until I don't even know when. So it was, like, the second Final Fantasy or something. Actually, 3, I think, think was was DS, because I played that one. And I think Mm -hmm. that was the first time that came out over here. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons I was so hyped about that one. I was like, oh, my God, Japan-only game finally coming to the, the... the North America. Amazing. It was amazing. I mean, it seemed amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. A little grindy, but you know, that's Final Fantasy. It just took me like months to... They just didn't get it in at, at, at EB Games. I don't know, man. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know if you remember um, that. So we, we went I there don't... like every single day and I was like, do you have it yet? Do you have it yet? And they were like, no, no. Fuck. It took a very long time. I don't know why. You think they could just order that's it? That's weird, because, yeah, that was after we had synced up release dates with the United States, because it used to be, like, when we were in elementary, that you couldn't get it on the same day it released in the States. See, I didn't even know what a release date was when I was in elementary school. Oh, man. I, soon, I, like, I found out what E3 was in, I think, 2004, and then I just, like, learned everything about video game, like, releases <laughs> and shit. And that's kind of why we're talking about this today, because it is, or it just was, I guess, E3 for us. Yeah. It'll be so, even so further clarify, in the past. Today is Tupac Shakur's birthday and also uh, Father's Day. Right. And also Adam Smith's birthday. Adam Smith. Adam, yeah, like uh, Wealth and Nations. Is that the one? He's the he's the oh, like is he he the free hand is he the invisible yeah. hand of the market is he yeah, laissez that's faire him. that's him <laughs> fucking Alex you got a lot of people you share a birthday with and it's my birthday yeah happy birthday Alex amazing thank you how does it feel to be twenty six years of age uh pretty similar although I had experienced sciatica for the first time this week so hey except that that's was my awful own, that was my own fault though. That was because I was okay. dumb. I'm pretty sure it's not just because I'm aging and falling apart, but that's part of it. I was going to say, sciatica is what old people talk about acting up. Yeah. Normally, it, yeah, I was just dumb. I just did dumb things at the gym, and um, now I'm facing the oh, consequences. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think so, I've got sciatica paid before, too, but I, uh, one, dumb at the gym, two, and I'm just tall, so back uh, problems true, are just, true. just built into this system. So I'm assuming it's gonna go away soon. It's like it's like dying down. It's been a couple of days. All right. I'm doing okay. I'm actually That's sitting good. down right now. Maybe not for oh, long, good. but we'll see. We'll see how that works. See how it's it's we're living in a post E3 2019 world. Um, and so we decided to do a video game. We picked Final Fantasy IV because it's one of the few Final Fantasy games that both you and I have actually played. Yeah, I skipped out on, uh, which is to say, didn't participate at all in any of the like PS1, PS2 
stuff, so... Yeah, so that being said, are you at all excited for the Final Fantasy VII remake? I'm fascinated by it. Like, like it's... It seems like Square Enix has some lessons they need to learn, but are making no motions towards doing that. Because the mm. last thing I heard about it, they were like, oh yeah, it's uh, super long, it's the very first small section of the game, and like, there's going to be a lot of them. Maybe like they don't know how many parts they're doing to this remake, which seems right. I heard crazy. originally it was three parts, and I heard recently they're like we actually haven't decided finally like what it's gonna be. But also okay. this is like just the first section, and it's also super duper long, and it's on two discs. Yeah, two Blu-rays. I heard that. So and like, I don't know. It, it's, that's it's a, a lot. lot of space. <laughs> it's a lot. But having never played seven. I don't know, maybe I would want to play 7 original first. It sounds like they're going to be quite different anyway, and I know yeah, some well, of the story yeah, beats. I've never so. seen a remake quite like this where you change such fundamental aspects of it. Yeah, but it, it is definitely an interesting thing, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it is other things too, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that was kind of the biggest part to come out of Square's E3 presentation. Otherwise, they had that Marvel's Avenger game. Or nobody likes the character design. They just look odd and bulky, like you know. It looks like yeah, it looks kind of like they were aiming for like the the cinematic universe Marvel characters, but didn't want to pay the likeness rights, so they went like adjacent of it. I feel like there's ways you can get around that that aren't just make everyone really chunky, but whatever. Well, yeah, I got to be maybe more accepting of different body types. The chunky people, that that could be it. So. That could very well be it, Alex. So an interesting fact about Final Fantasy IV is the first time it was released in the West under the actual title Final Fantasy IV was in 2001. It was in the uh, Final Fantasy Chronicles bundle, which included that game and also Chrono Trigger. Was that on PlayStation 1? That was on PlayStation 1. That's actually, okay. That was actually my first exposure to it as well as Chrono Trigger. Okay. I it took me a couple more years. I, I got the Game Boy Advance version. I rented it. Oh, okay. I rented the Game Boy Advance version. You got it for seven days because that's how it goes. My brother mm -hmm. rented Custom Robo for the GameCube, mm -hmm. and I played Final Fantasy IV for like an hour and just put it down the rest of the week and played Custom Robo instead because it's robots. Custom man. Robo was pretty fucking rad, wasn't it? I never yeah, I just I like it, I like but... just didn't I did not get. Final Fantasy IV the first time. I was like, there's bars. I'm trying to attack. I don't know what's happening. I was really confused. Yeah, it's definitely not user-friendly, I think, at a, at, a, at a base level if you don't play Final Fantasy games. And yeah, and having like I had been... played Final Fantasy VIII at that point. I play, Again, like you, I played it for about an hour, maybe, and just like the top-down view and the old battle system. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm going to play Chrono Trigger instead, because that, for some reason, felt better. Well, I mean, Chrono Trigger is pretty exciting, uh, but I didn't play that till much later, so I don't know how I would have responded at the time. But yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was too much for me, apparently. But... A lot of things were too much for me back then. Of course. I, I got confused uh, very easily. Like, going back and doing things, I'm like, why did I not get this? It's so obvious. Yeah. How? Yeah, like, what was I thinking? That. I don't know, man. I was a dumb kid. Yeah, I think we all were. Now, Alex. Maybe um, kids are just dumb. 
That could very well be it. We're like, we're basically, essentially babies for most of our lives. Up to now. Like, or are we I, still I babies? even include now, possibly. Like, okay, I still sure. feel like a dumbass, so. Maybe we're just dumb. That could be it. We're just dumb the whole way through. I hope people like listening to this talk about it, though. Well, you know, that's all we can hope for. We're, uh, we're doing this, doing this out of love, and that's dumb as well, right? So, people love dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Alex, I have a challenge for you. Okay. You actually, you actually beat Final Fantasy IV, correct? Yeah, but it was a couple years ago. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. So, <laughs> I never actually completed the game. Um, it's a, it's a, what, 20, 27 year, 28 year old game? Yeah, 28 year old game. So we're not worried about spoilers. What I need you to do, Alex, is I'm going to give you two minutes on the clock here, and I need you to summarize the plot of Final Fantasy IV from start to finish for oh me. Oh boy, that's not. This is not going to go well. This is not going to go well because I don't remember <laughs> it. Uh, I was pretty young. Okay, how how okay. much time? How much time? Two two minutes. Okay. Um, I don't think I'm even going to be able to fill that time with things that I remember. Okay, okay how let's much time go. Do you think? You can, hey, okay, don't worry about it. Starting let's see it now. What happens. Go. Okay, so there's a guy, Cecil, and he is a black knight, and his buddy, Kane, he is a dragoon. Uh, they work for the bad guys, whose names I forget. Um, they fight some dudes on a, on a ship, on an airship, and then you go back uh, to the castle, and everyone's talking about how great you are, and you talk to your, I don't know if she's your fiancé or just your general love interest. She joins the party later. It doesn't matter. Her name's Rosa. And then they get sent to, like, get something from some town it's like a ring or something or bring a ring to a town and there's a little girl there and they realize once they get to the town that the ring caused like a summon thing to happen which caused the uh, a large explosion and lots of people died but the little girl survives i mean she definitely survives because she joins your party and her name is not coming to me right now um and then a whole bunch of other stuff happens uh, I don't remember most of it. Okay, you're at a minute. <laughs> um, the little girl gets trapped in like another dimension and comes back when she's older and has a bunch of more summon spells. Uh, there's a ninja dude. There's a spoony bard. He's a bard. He joins your party. There's an old dude. He dies from using meteor. Uh, there's also some young kids and there's something about going underground. Then you go to the moon. The bad guy turns out to be your like half brother or long lost brother or whatever. And then he, I think turns and becomes good and helps you out and then i don't seconds. i don't remember who the final boss is um and i always thought that the the outer area of the moon is called the lunar subterranean which i always assumed they just ran out of space in the um in the like field for characters but that's apparently just another way to say subterranean oh yeah i don't remember the end okay you got five seconds what do you think happens mm, good guys win. Three. Two. One. Yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot the most important part. Oh, shit. Hit me with it. Cecil's <laughs> a dark knight, and uh, he does his redemption arc and becomes a paladin. Right. And also, he's from the moon. I think you kind of glossed over that. I actually forgot about that. Because there's moon people. Yeah. Yeah, and his brother's from the moon, right? But and he forgot about it. Yeah. Just like you did. Just like I did. Wow. Serendipity. Yeah, so a lot of you get a lot of party members in this game, and a lot of them fucking kill themselves. Yeah, um, at least I played the DS version, so I don't know if they always come back in the end, but they all mm. like come back in the end. I don't know. Yeah, because there was yeah. wait, even the old man. 
Um, maybe not. Cause he like he like dies early on. Yeah, he, and then he gets like, replaced functionally by other party members. So yeah, the I twins, don't right? Remem- yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like sacrifices at the end, and then they're like, "Hey, we're actually okay." What a fucking thing! Yeah, Chaz, this game's got some kicking music. It's made by your boy uh, Nobuo Uematsu, the uh, Japanese video game composer, who's done a lot of Final Fantasy games. Yeah, he, I actually Enix. didn't realize he went freelance in, I believe, 2008 and still just works with Square for the most part, Square Enix. Yeah, he did. I know The Last Story, which was an okay Wii game, but it had right. pretty good music. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for for good reason if it was him behind it. Funny thing is, the reason for Uematsu's departure from the company was that the company moved their office, office from Meguro to Shinjuku, Tokyo, and he was not comfortable with the new location. Is it moved? Yeah, so he, he just he, didn't want to commute to work, essentially. Sweet. I mean, so if, like, if I had that kind nah, of pull... I'm freelance now. No, I'm just going to work from home, if that's cool with you. So he's a self-taught musician. He began playing piano at the age of 12, highly inspired by uh, Western like rock and pop music. One of his biggest inspirations is Elton John. He uh, joined Square... Square when they were just Square in 1986 at the age of 27 he uh, was like approached by a Square employee he was working at a music rental shop and the guy was like do you want to make music for games he was like oh cool a little side gig to make some extra cash tight what a thing just like you're doing your day job and someone's like hey have a career yeah especially back then because like video games were still pretty like fresh as a popular medium so I guess like, yeah maybe yeah, that just wouldn't this even kooky be new thing Whatever, whatever that is, it's just music. It's the same stuff, right? Yeah. So then from 2002 to 2010, he was in a hard rock band with uh, s- several Square Enix employees called the Black Mages, where they played uh, like hard rock variations of Final Fantasy compositions. So he what did played he the play? electric organ and other oh, keyboards in there. That makes sense. And his, uh, I guess his current band that he plays with is called the Earthbound Papas, which Earthbound? was sort of the successor to the Black Mages. Cool. Is that a reference? Is yeah. that like Earthbound? Earthbound? Like I don't no, know. Because that's the English he name. Didn't work on Earthbound. Yeah, it yeah. would have been the Mother Papas, which is not a bad name, <laughs> but probably too similar to the Mamas and Papas. Yeah. Maybe maybe it means something totally different in Japanese. Hmm. Um. He's got an English degree, so shout out, represent. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he started out composing music for television ads and like played in several bands. He's, uh... Was this while he was working at the music store? Yeah. Okay, so he had some experience at that point. Yeah, he's, uh... he's in, Well, yeah, he's been playing since he was 12 years old. He's got some experience. I mean, like, like perfect, doing it professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to be a wrestler originally, apparently. Who doesn't? I know, right? What a rad thing to want to be, yeah. though. Um, he created the main theme for Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the one I've heard the most. Just because it came out when I had the most free time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like... <laughs> uh, na, 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 na. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... It's Whatever banger. the I, words are, I don't know. I always thought they said Sonic. Uh-huh. Cause Sonic. Oh. <laughs> no idea, uh, man. 
yeah, so that's a that's a short recap or or what would you call it? A short bio on Nobuo Quick Uematsu. Bio, yeah. He he <laughs> fucking rocks. My um, research is totally lacking this week, so thanks for for filling in the blanks. No sweat. That was probably the most fun research is learning about this guy cuz video about... game composers all seem to have some kind of odd backstory how they got into this. And also plays in rock bands. But yeah, I I mean obviously it's more like classical style composing, I would think. But maybe stylistically mm-hmm. there's some other stuff that I don't know about because there's a lot of things I don't know about. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> statement. So I actually originally heard this song in Super Mario RPG. Oh, that's right. Because there's a secret boss battle in that game in uh, Monstro Town where you fight, uh, I think his name's Kulex, and I don't know if he's actually a villain from uh I believe Final he is Fantasy not IV. from anything. He's just Final Fantasy styled. And he is, is he? very Final Fantasy styled if you've seen him. Like, he looks like a Final Fantasy boss. Yeah, I guess it, it's, it says he's just an allusion to Final Fantasy. And what time was the Super Mario RPG released? What year was that? I don't know. That was before I knew about uh, release dates. Ninety six. So that would be that was like five Couple years, years later. After. Yeah. So they probably had moved on to release Final Fantasy five, maybe even six by that point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I would think so because I think seven was around that time. Yeah. So it's interesting that Final Fantasy four was the the music they went with for that. The one they picked. Yeah. I mean. I don't know the music from six very well because I haven't played it, but yeah, uh, that's the one. Like, if anyone talks about, you know, that's the one that comes up in like best Final Fantasy discussions, mm-hmm. more so A than lot. four in my experience. Yeah, holy so. shit! Ninety seven was uh, Final Fantasy seven, so that's a year after Super Mario RPG. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the song itself. It's uh, yeah, we should. Oh, do that. I forgot to mention. Referenced in the film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, yeah. Scott, P- Scott Pilgrim erroneously calls it Final Fantasy 2. Which is, I mean, I guess by the time he should know, but that's probably what he played it as. Yeah. If well, he it was 91. It on the Scott SNES. Pilgrim is how old in that film? He's supposed to be... He says it. Tw- he literally says it in, in the movie. It's 20-something, like, like early 20 20s. 20-something. Yeah, I'm thinking... Yeah, I, I, I guess. Like, yeah, if you had a Super Nintendo, he'd play it, and that's yeah. that would be why it would be interesting. Okay, I'll allow it. Final Fantasy anyway. two, but yeah, so, he play, he's like, check it out. I can play the baseline from that. I like watch that clip. He's so bad at playing. I know. Bass. I watched it too. He plays it really poorly. Yeah. And like at first, I, well, because he said two, I was like, oh, I haven't played that one. Like, and didn't really pay attention. But like mm-hmm. watching it now, it's like yeah, it's like so, it's very slow and like sloppy. Yeah, and like that movie is partially responsible for me like wanting to play bass, and now it's like embarrassing to look at that and be like, I wanted to be like this dude, like he sucks. <laughs> I think that's the point though, and maybe you don't get it. Like it's another layer of like they actually are kind of bad, or at least he yeah. is, but like, but they still do their thing, and it's not like a. I mean, obviously, there's even this. There's a section where it's like the bass battle, and he doesn't do very well in that, so that's more mm-hmm. explicit. But I don't think he's really supposed to be a very good uh musician at all yeah i think he, he's he's supposed to be like a schlub in sort of every regard anyway good uh, movie fun reference fun reference so let's talk and that's uh basically how it starts there's first like a sort of symphonic sting i would call it like yeah a, that's the kind of like like it's an encounter right 
So, mm-hmm. or is is it? It's a, it's it's a we're, boss battle. Encounter, we're playing. So have we said what song we're doing? Um, maybe not. It's technically called Battle Two. Right. So it's is it for boss, boss battles? Theme from yeah, it's for boss battles. It's also known as boss theme. Yeah. So I guess this one isn't so much like it's not like a random encounter because it's a boss. Mm-hmm. But, but it's both also the random encounter battle, and this one used the same bass, the line, same, or at least the same intro, like beginning. So it's the the sound of like you're being kind of surprised. So yeah. it's the sudden like, yeah. Except it's more like kind of dissonant. Yeah, and it's kind of a cool bass line. Mm-hmm. I always like rhythms that are like like this is it's like just going between like two notes really, and like but the rhythm is cool. Like I was watching some videos of like a bands and it's like the drummers like it's just a the drum setup is just like a snare and like a cymbal and a like a kick and like that's it but like it's still funky drums so that's always impressive you know doing where it's like the the rhythm itself is the interesting part even though there's not a lot to it yeah like there's yeah it, what you just said i agree with that <laughs> I well thank you word it um so yeah, we start with the bass line, and then we get uh, a sort of like obviously it's all synthetic. This is a Super Nintendo track, so we get a sort of. I think it's meant to imitate string. Okay, well it is kind of a string sound, right? And it's like it's the Super Nintendo um, sound card, which I, as I understand, is kind of based around like samples, but they're like super low quality samples. I can believe that. So it's just like these really weird like synthesized sounds that are kind of based on real things um yeah because i would say that some of the covers we'll look at have they almost just sound like you're listening to this but on like quality headphones because it just sounds like the actual instruments and there's also like an updated version from the ds game uh that we're not going to talk about but it exists it's out there that's correct (laughs) i guess we should have looked at that yeah maybe maybe we could Um, no, it's too late, Alex. Yeah, it's, it's much too late. So it comes in with those like string sounds. Yeah, there's like so there's like the the bass the or like the straight melody line, which is that. And then mm-hmm. these sort of I think they're meant to be synthetic horns that kind of yeah, do the like, other but, part. But the kind of like background like rhythm in there. Yeah, and they do the they like they do the almost I would call it the counter melody to the to the main riff there but yeah you're right they did because yeah yeah you're 100 percent right we're both talking about the same thing amazing um and the horn sound to me sounds a little bit like um the horns from majora's mask yeah i just heard it as you said that yeah yeah just like you know not great synthesized horns (laughs) like it has that sound to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm yeah 100 percent and so, yeah, it kind of builds up into this uh, this bridge section where the horns are uh, actually a little more emphasized. Strings go right. for the lower part. It does like a whole build up and then they kind of switch places. But sort of, I think the strings play it the first time and then it goes on to the horns. Yeah, you're that... correct because the bridge is like two sections. Yeah, or like they just play the same thing twice, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they do that whole thing again. Yeah. And then there's like a B section sort of. Yeah. Uh where like they they do the same part at the beginning, but then it, when it builds up, there's a different melody there. Mhm. 
And then sort of near the end of the loop, it's just a lot of, like, sharp kind of staccato, like, stings. Yeah, that's the really intense part. Mm-hmm. So this track's really good at building intensity. It's very, like, that bass line's driving and actually very catchy. So it's, it definitely, I think, keeps you invested in the game when you're playing yeah, it. And sure. also gives you that sense of urgency. I mean, it's, it's a pretty intense thing. Obviously, it's a battle uh, theme. There's a lot of, like, rising action. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of in terms of the music um and that happens a few times like it goes up and then down and up and down but it's like pretty fat like it rises each time it's almost like i and i don't know exactly how it works but there's a way you can play notes uh another video game reference it's like when you're climbing the stairs in super mario 64 when right. the frequency increases but like the way they do it makes it sound like it's increasing indefinitely even though it's like just mm. repeating itself so it's kind of like that but instead of frequency it's like intensity it's like it's doing the same thing, but it sounds like it's kind of keeps going up. Right. So it, it it tricks your mind somehow. It pulls a Jedi mind trick, and you're like, oh, shit. My God, it just keeps building, but it doesn't keep building. Interesting. I, anyway, I, I that's how I felt. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. because, And maybe it's just like in, in the context of the game, because as you're playing it, like if the, the longer the fight goes on, the more tense it is, right? True, true. The more of my guys die, for sure. Yeah, you're like, oh, I didn't buy enough you're Phoenix like, Downs. Yeah, but how? Grind enough. What do I do? I didn't give Rosa good enough arrows. Fucking Rosa. Rosa needs arrows. She does need arrows. Does she yeah. actually? She uses a bow. She Well, she attacks her in the back row. Well, she doesn't have to. I put her in the back row because she's squishy. Mm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The no, that's is, here. Okay. That's right here. I guess so. We are talking Ridia about Ridia is the name of the summoner. Yes, it is. Which I think maybe should have been translated to Lydia, but whatever. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, looking that's, at that. <laughs> that's a normal name, right? Yeah. I don't think and, Ridia... And yeah, and a lot of the names in here are pretty white. Rosa. Uh, yeah. Cain is, like, super biblical. Cecil. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. I don't know if does Cecil means Palom, Porom, just typical you know, Christian names. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of thing you hear every day. Yeah. At your local Christian meetup. With Christians. Yeah, at the at the you, old uh, you know, youth Bible study. The, we are all babies, so gotta study at the youth session. Hell yeah, youth sesh. Yeah. Um, I guess, is that all we have to say about the original? Um, well, there's uh, one more thing. I want to talk about the drums real quick. Yes, tell me um, about them, because I they keep sort forgetting of, about them. They're easy to forget about. I'm not saying they're forgettable. They start with, like, a four, like, quarter note rhythm, like, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 kind of. And then once the actual thing starts, they get this real, like, this, like, triplet rhythm going on, like, like, let me just, it's this, like, does that, did that read on the, did that, yeah, that read, that sound okay, that, that sounded like triplets, okay, cool, uh, and okay, then it yeah, pretty I much take that throughout, yeah, and that, I'd say, is pretty driving, you know, yeah, and they do, it's, uh, it's they like do a crash symbol at the start of the main riff, yeah, yeah, it adds. A, there's a lot of intensity, so it's very concentrated, but definitely everything is focused on on like building that intensity. 
Yeah, honestly, I heard drums in other tracks, and I was like, wait, are there even drums in the original? And the answer is yes. For sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess other things is like, like there's a B section we talked about where it sort of mm-hmm. goes up and stays up for a while and just sort of like plays around in there. Like there's still some intensity, yeah, but lot, it's, it's a little a lot bit of long notes. It's a little more. Yeah, it's a little a little bit. It brings it down a bit like there's a lot happening in a short period of time. And uh, that can be said for a lot of uh, video game music, particularly good video game music. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, obviously this is up there this is no no i've always said no boo but it's probably more like no boo yeah and then yeah. of course the end of the song is the ba 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 like it's like this mm-hmm. dissonance yeah, you know dissonance it's chords. like a it's, yeah it's like a climax too it's just like da, 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 right like... but more importantly it does not resolve that's right uh so then it loops Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I think a lot of video game music does that. When you're, anything that loops like that, uh, it's, it ends, it doesn't resolve in the end. You, you stay on, on dissonance or whatever. And yeah, because it needs to successfully just yeah. carry on. You can't, it can't feel like you're at the end because you're mm-hmm. going to loop. So that's, that's, yeah, I guess that, that's, that's the thing. That's the loop. That's the loop, baby. Yeah. All right, should we talk about our first cover? We should. This is by a group called Rare Candy. It's in the year 2009. They uh, describe themselves as Baltimore's synth rock video game tribute band. Synth rock or surf rock, am I yeah. right? This is surf rock as fuck. Oh yeah. This it even opens with wave sound effects. Like yeah. clearly they were going for surf rock. And then like kind of comes in on that um hi hat? No, is Yeah, that a... so you get that that's definitely an open hi hat. Open hi hat. Okay. I don't know. It almost sounds like a heavier symbol to me, like a like a ride. Could be. But anyway, it, it's, it's on that symbol. I just assume because of the repetitive hitting that it is a, a hi-hat. But I don't know enough about yeah, this. Ca- yeah, well, it also sounds like there's a bit more ringing. So, yeah, it could definitely be that, too. Drums are, yeah, not my forte. No. If I could even be said to have a forte. Surely you have a forte. Surely I have a strong. Strong. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it opens with that, uh, that symbol and the, uh, muted guitar doing the, uh, the rhythm, that Oh, yeah. And it's all surf rocky. And then they come in with an organ. You know how I love organs. Yeah, and it's very, again, like a surf rock organ. Oh, yeah. This is a very 60s feeling. Is there such thing as a surf organ? I forgot to look this up. Well, Alex, Google it. Google away, my son. Surf music on electric organ? No. But anyway. Oh, what's this? Surfguitar101.com. Not important. So it's a style. But yeah, it's so, it's, it's so, it's so surf rock. Yeah, we get the, like, everything's just kind of put through that wave, and it sounds actually 
like very appropriate. <laughs> it sounds really yeah, good. It sounds really cool. I mean, obviously I'm always biased towards organs, but there's also like a bass that comes in at the same time. And it's a mm-hmm. different bass line, but it's like it's Well yeah, because it adds some triplets in there. Yeah. I guess it's the same like idea, like outline probably. It really is the same outline, but they add triplets. That's pretty much the only difference. But it's kind of cool. I also have a note here, tub jam? I don't know what that means. I suspect it was a problem. Yeah, see, I was using voice, like, speech to text to Uh, take my notes this week. So that's probably, I don't know what that would have been. Could have been anything. Tub jam. Tub jam. (laughs) But maybe this is a tub jam. I hope that's not a phrase that means something. Yeah, I hope not. It's, I mean, if anything, it means just like... Uh, Improvised you know, surf like, rock, I'm hoping. Like grime in your tub would be my guess. Ooh, gross. Yeah, tub jam. I'd write a surf rock song about tub jam. But yeah, I could see you having a, a tense surf off with some beach bully to this. Or getting to a fight with his beach gang. Or just like drag racing along the beach? Ooh, yeah, a good, a good beach drag race. Yeah. Or... Doing that, but in a boat? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it's an encounter. So That's what the if you have part. like like some kind of some kind of hovercraft uh, like competition where you're gonna throw a bunch of bean bags into the other guy's hovercraft? Fuck. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe you gotta throw bean bags. I don't know. What the, what was the name of that film again? Was that from Justin to Kelly? Yes, that yep. was from Justin to Kelly. Yeah. So have a, a from classic. Justin to Kelly style beanbag fight on hovercrafts at spring break. Woo! Woo! And so check out so that yeah, classic one, if you haven't seen it. This one does some good jobs of kind of like picking up where the drums get more intense, they start hitting the cymbals harder and more of them. Yes, it the starts with like louder. again, like um well they're eighth notes, so they're a little faster than the original. So they're yeah. kind of playing twice as often. And then um I actually called it a ride symbol in my notes. I don't know. Apparently, I think it's a ride symbol. I'll allow it. Um, And then they kind of introduce the snare, which is playing on like the two and the four. And then they get to uh, pick it up a little bit, where then it's like, or sorry, uh, the way I wrote it was two and and four. So you get the bump, 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 bump. Sorry, I clapped twice there, but it's supposed to be once. Anyway. Come on, Alex. I, fuck, I can't do rhythms, apparently. Um, so that was wrong, but they're playing on, on the they're playing eighth notes on the two, and then they play on the four as well, just once. Okay, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. So yeah, and or then I after the first the sort of loop of the song, the uh, the guitar gets louder and the and like more involved. And the yes, they get a real surf get rock more involved guitar as well. Like yeah, there. like everything gets more surf rocky and kind of stepped up a level and faster. Is this the point where they yeah. speed up? They do speed um, up. No, that's around the three-minute mark. They start to increase the tempo and get really wild and crazy because that's when they come to the end of the actual boss theme. Oh, okay. And then, so they've already looped once. They're looping again, and then they start to speed up. And then mm-hmm. they play it really fast. Yeah. And there's an... Wait, when's the organ solo? Hang on. There's an organ solo, and it's important. There is an organ solo. Apparently not important enough for you to put a fucking timestamp on it, Pilgrim. Apparently not. No, yeah. The second repetition, um, the drums do start to go a little, little wild. They get a lot of playing on the cymbals. Um, it sounds, it's more open now. There's, there's more like ringing of the cymbals. Mm-hmm. And like, 
and and the organ and then there's an organ solo yeah hell yeah brother but like it's kind of kind of oh they also like change the the drums a bit during the organ solo like they're still playing a snare but also it's kind of like hitting the edge so it's like a click but also like a snare sound okay that's kind of kind of cool I don't know. I thought now, that was now. Good. What you're calling the organ solo is that actually just like is that after the tempo increase? Is that where it gets all dark and spooky? It's like around two thirty. Okay, two thirty. So not at all. Yeah, you're right, and there is that click there. And it's not super long. It kind of like the song leads into it, and then it turns back into the the original tune. Yeah, so like, yeah. It's just kind of like fit in the middle, and it, it fits pretty well. Yeah, I think it's very well done. So this one also, like, after the tempo increase, it it ends the official, uh, like, boss battle music. Then it does, like, a spooky cutscene music from Final Fantasy IV. I assumed that was also from, like, yeah, from from the game. Um, Yeah, it is. And do you know what song it is specifically? No. Because I didn't know. I I, I know there's flashbacks. It seems like a flashback type tune. Yeah, or just, it's like that, it's when... The fucking bad dude rolls up and is like, "I'm evil and oh, when didn't sad win things good happen. enough." Yeah. When Galvez like, oh, comes shit. in and like kills Anna, yeah, Anna is Edward's uh, love girlfriend. I guess. Love? I know my yeah. love. That's what he says. My love. Because is that game voice acted in the DS. Yeah, it is the cutscenes, or there are like oh, voice cutscenes. It's yeah. pretty intense. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember if the Spoonie Bard line is voiced or not. I'm going to have to play it again, apparently. Yeah. I wonder if I brought that with me here. Um, hmm. Here's what I have to say, though, is that then they do the victory music after that bit. Yes. And then he says, all right, now do the victory music. And then they go. Yeah. And then you, you get first what sounds like a very, like, uh, baseball organ kind of rendition. Just yeah. that like tone on it, and it is yeah. just the organ playing. It totally sounds like yeah, a baseball game. I I've been to like one baseball game in my life, but it's the baseball organ sound. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's pretty much this one in its entirety. It's a very, very lovingly and well done rendition of, uh, like a Final Fantasy four track. I think it's yeah. I think they did an awesome job with this. It's long, but like when they repeat it, they switch it up, and then they do the fun tempo stuff, which is of course more sort of intense yeah um, it, it has a similar like it's it's in the spirit of the original definitely yes for uh, sure. because it's based around that intensity and then they kind of build all that and then they release it as well because there's sort of resolution with the victory theme Mm-hmm. so i think they did a good job way to go yeah rare candy and i would not have expected and like also there's like surf rock style in there so cool yeah Completely unexpected. No, I expected way more just like straight orchestral renditions of this one, which we'll get to. But first, we got to go to the year 2012 with our boy Donnie Cordoni from Vancouver, who does Uh. a a dumbstep. I call it a dubstep version. all the dumb step yeah by accident but okay uh, cool i wasn't sure if that meant you didn't like it no actually i kind of like this one okay although i question whether anyone can ever really like that wubby sort of bass noise 
Um, I got bad news for you, friend. What? You liked it? Well, at least I thought it was neat. Well, I know, like, that's such, like, a um, a dubstep sound, you mm-hmm. know? That, like, when I first started listening to it, and then it was just, like, the bass from the song. But with that, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good use for that. Like, it's such an obvious decision to make. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard that, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree it does make sense. I just question whether I like that tone, just in general. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we definitely have... Dubstep was such a big thing like when we were in late high school, so maybe that would influence our not liking it very much. Yeah, it could very well be that I'm just holding on to old things, but I liked video game dubstep shit, like, like my That's boy true. Afixa. That's true. We did, we did quite like that one. Hmm. But yeah, this I think this one does a good job of being a sort of like dark electronic version. Dark. There's definitely, I definitely get that darkness. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I don't know why necessarily, but, but I do feel that. It's the wubs, man. Is it the, is the wubs just make it sound dark? Is that just what dubstep does? Yeah, it could be. I think there's just like an eeriness in some uh in like the main synth riff combined with this sort of pulsating bass line. I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think is it does it the pitch bend or is it, no, the pitch doesn't bend. It's just a filter thing. Yeah, there's a lot of filter effects on it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, where like sometimes just one like part of the track will kind of echo out cuz everything else will be like mixed down or gone. Right. And so it has like a sort of echoey spookiness to it. I guess so. That that echoiness definitely affects it. So it's at the very beginning, like when it comes in, there's sort of a just a synthesizer plan. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's based off of another tune from the game, as far as I know. Like I couldn't rec I didn't recognize it. It's just like boot do 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 like it's just yeah, a little that's like, just eight- like eight note pattern that it plays on this like really strained sounding kind of bright synth Mm-hmm. also fun fact my speech to text does not like the word synth so most of my notes say synthesizer in full nice or like sin the sin. Like, <laughs> like just like, weird like the stuff. main villain from final fantasy 10 exactly also most of my when... notes just say checked <laughs> when i say spoilers i haven't played well i played a bit of it i knew that um when i speech to text um final fantasy sometimes it just wrote ff and sometimes it wrote final fantasy out and i don't know why it picked one over the other that's odd yeah yeah so i actually enjoyed this one it's uh i think the tempo's a little slower than the original it definitely felt slower yeah, and but that I think helps with the heaviness of it, you know? I, I believe that. I believe that. That kind of, like, slightly slower than expected, slightly maybe tuned down from what's expected makes that, like, dark dark sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of synthesizers in this. As yeah. much as I like to identify synthesizers, it's too much for me, man. I am only one person. I hear you. There's a lot of, a lot of like, whooshing kind of sound effects in this, too. Yeah, all that kind of, which I I think is like a filter sweep with like noise. Okay. Because noise is just that like sound, and if you kind of filter it out, it kind of gets that. Yeah. You know. I'll believe that. Yeah. Yeah, this one does a good job of creating that sort of 
taking that kind of otherly world vibe that's in uh, Final Fantasy IV. This, like, this could play on the moon, this one, you know? Um, yeah, I guess so. It does, definitely has a different feeling, and you'd mm-hmm. feel isolated. And it also kind of uses the kind of inherent building sections to just do, like, your expected uh, drops. But they're not massive drops, but they're, like, definitely builds and then kind of the base drops. And it happens yeah. a couple times. If I'm understanding the YouTube comments, there was a version he did of this song beforehand that was perhaps more in the the classical vein of dubstep. Of like huge bigger drops, like huge drops drops and drops. Yeah. This is more. What's kind of interesting, I thought, was like when it actually drops. It's like it's like it it does the build and then we'll do like a, a measure or something of the melody in that part and then kind of do a drop. So I guess that's how you do that, but or maybe do you think that's how you do that? Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, because it builds up and then just kind of goes to a like a quieter. It just kind of changes tracks almost. Yeah, and then just play. It's like this twinkly synthesizer. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, my my hardware is interacting. Nice. Um. All right. So. Yeah, and I thought that was. I mean, it's got that, like, extra anticipation. And maybe it's it's anticipation, but it's also kind of expected because it happens on, like, a logical, like, kind of measure line. So, mm-hmm. or to me, anyway, it's like, it's that, that sort of mixture of, of unexpected and expected that makes music fun. Does that make Agreed. sense? Do you agree sure, with that? I think so. Is that true? That. I feel like that might be true. I'll allow it. Cool. Yeah, so surprisingly, this one was pretty good. Anything else to say about it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it also repeats. Yeah. Um, and then I think the second time the melody is played on a... It's that strained synthesizer from the beginning. Mm, yeah. And then there's also, like, more twinkly stuff. And then the very end is these, like, rising arpeggios. It doesn't have to repeat itself. Because it's just one song. That's right. Yeah, so, and then, and of course, we didn't talk about the rhythm in this, but it's more, it's very straight. It's like four on the floor, like, like, it's not the, like, that wasn't it, but you know, it's not the original. Yeah, it's a very straightforward, like, heavy bass dance kind of pattern. Which I would expect from a dubstep remix, yeah. So yeah, despite this, like we've said, the phrase like you would expect quite a few times, I think it still manages to be interesting despite having a lot of expected elements. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, dislike it. It didn't light my world on fire, but it's fine. No. It was a perfectly, yeah, it was like, it wasn't bad. I wouldn't call it bad. No, certainly not. I only said bad again because I wanted to see if the waveform on my recording thing um, matched. And it mm. was similar. Similar. Neato. Let's talk about Triforce Quartet in 2016. Quartet. This one should be quick because it's, it's just a medley. Good. So I didn't have much to say about strings. this one either. Um, yeah. it's like a, it's an orchestral version, slowed down, kind of spooky. It's, which I think still plays with the kind of general vibe of bosses in the game. And then it like picks up, 
You know, it does that like it gets big with the strings. It goes right because it starts. It's it's a medley, so there's several. Is it all boss battle themes? Yes, it is. Boss battle theme. So the first minute and forty seconds from is Final, Final Fantasy Four. Fantasy Four slash slash the decisive the battle decisive from battle oh my god alex i'm gonna fucking kill myself on air if you keep this up <laughs> fine <laughs> okay uh so there's a few different like fight and battle themes it starts with i, I don't know what the intro is and then it goes into this song it kind of comes into the like baseline but it's on like a cello or whatever this is just a quartet so i assume yeah they don't have that many instruments and it's just the but it, now it's on a bowed instrument mm-hmm and like um, the when it gets into the actual boss thing, it kind of reminds you of like some of the Phoenix Wright Orchestra stuff. How so? It's just it sounds like an orchestra doing video game music, I guess. Okay, but it is only <laughs> four people. It's just a quartet. That's right. So it's it's uh, definitely reduced in scope. But it's still got strings and shit. But you know what? I I agree. It does sound fairly full for a. For like a quartet version, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was, I would agree I was listening with that. To it, I, I thought they did a good job of like filling out the space uh, with their four people, and I, there were times where it almost felt like there were more. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, this is the part in my notes. Sorry, I don't want to change yeah. the subject entirely. But this is the point in my notes where I found out that my uh, speech-to-text censors swear words. Really? So like, fuck you. This is my word document. But anyway. <laughs> Continue. incredible um uh, we were yeah. saying it sounded full yeah it sounds full it's got a good sense of kind of urgency to it like and i think stringed instruments play with the kind of high fantasy idea of the of final fantasy 4 absolutely i mean the like orchestrated soundtrack is kind of the see i always like to say platonic ideal but i don't know if it always fits sometimes yeah, i think the... i could just say ideal and not put platonic in front of it, but I feel like I need more syllables. Yeah, and I don't know if it is... Are you saying, like, it's always the ideal for a video game soundtrack to be orchestral? No, I'm not. No. Okay. It's like, for a lot of this stuff, this, like, epic fantasy, though, it seems mm. like that's the, like, ideal. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It seems to be what it's, like, trying to replicate even when you're using, like, a, a Super Nintendo sound chip. I would agree with that. Yeah, which I guess oh, wow. does have reduced channels. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this one goes for like a minute and 40, which is about the length of the original track, actually. So, cool, yeah, right on. it's just like, there's a lot of strings. There's, I mean, it's a violin playing the melody. There's no yeah. horns, obviously. No horns. No drums, either. And then it becomes other songs. Yep. Yeah. And those songs, we're not going to talk about. So, not let's talk about Team Savra in 2016, who are another video game tribute orchestra. And they actually start with the the sting from the original. Oh shit! Okay, I've been reading the wrong notes. Damn it! <laughs> that Come thing on, I said Alex. about it sounding full was actually talking about this one. Well, Alex, you tricked me, and now I've agreed that the last one sounded full, and I refuse to go back on that statement. So it's true. I I still think it's kind of true. Wait, but these guys one... aren't a quartet; they're like an orchestra. Yeah, I, know. I know. So of course it sounds full, you jackass. What the hell kind of note is that? I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, these guys was, got drums. It was just a long day. I was like running, walking around my house, my tablet, just like shouting at it, and it wouldn't let me say fuck. I don't know, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. <sighs> All right, um, team. You got to get like a dude. You got to be like like an old timey guy. Get a dude to dictate to. I, I need a stenographer. Yeah. Sweet. I don't even know if uh, that, I think that's a stenographer. Yeah. I need someone to write things down for me. Um, Do you want to yeah, write things down so, for me? No, I don't. I have enough trouble writing things down for myself. Okay. Um. So the bass on this is a stand-up bass. Mm-hmm. What's weird for me is the strings on this still kind of sound synthetic. I agree. This one had a synthesized sound to it, and I was like, but no, but they say it's orchestrated, but it's re-orchestrated. What does that mm, mean? That's... Did you look up Team Savra? Because no. I didn't. Maybe. Um, Some of these guys were hard to look up. Like, what does that even mean? What's a Team Savra? It's, actually, I did look them up, but I, I just didn't care. Is that what happened? Oh, they're on Spotify. Cool. Oh, good, yeah. So I have a history of searching them up. So I was in... Yeah, I looked at them and looked at their shit, and it was just, like, video game music. I was like, fine, okay. Cool. But yeah, it does sound synthesized. And I... But sometimes more than others. It's it's very mm-hmm. odd. Woo! Drop Whereas, like, the horns sound real to me. The bass sounds like an organic stand-up bass. And yeah. So it's like, why would the strings be synthetic? I don't know. It does... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But it... It sounds odd. Maybe it's yeah. just how they processed it. They did some weird like compression or something. Could I don't be. Know. But and um, so the pretty straightforward. Is, yeah, oh, straightforward. Like when I talked about when we were talking about the the original, how some of the covers just sound like a like an HD rendition of this. This is right. that version. This is that. Yeah. Although the one thing that I thought was odd is the horns almost sound like kind of sluggish to me on this one. Like they're coming in like a little bit late, not like out of time necessarily, but like just the way their sound is, it's just like the, it takes longer for like what it's the, I'm tripping over my words, but I'm trying to say the attack, mm. which you think would be fairly fast, but it sounds it's kind of sluggish when they go, bup, 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 but it's like, rup, rup. I don't know. It's yeah, it's and weird. even on the rising action, I'm hearing that where they're yeah. It sounds like it's a bit behind. Mm-hmm. And it's but like then they sync up again for the next like time they start playing, but like it's it's odd. Yeah. So this one's uh I don't know forgettable. There's for the most odd timing part, choices. It ends very suddenly too, because normally what they'll do is like. Um, I mean, they do the end, the bah, 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 and then mm-hmm. as in the version from the soundtrack, they start to play the beginning again, and then they fade out as kind of a way to say, like, you know, it's a loop. But this one just goes, bah, 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 and then just silence. Right, like, no yeah, fade it just out. ends on that. No, like, not even, like, a moment of silence, really. It's just the next version. Like, it ends completely, which is, um, bold. It is Not in an interesting move. way, but I'm going to say it's bold. Well, and if you loop the song, it makes for a technically perfect loop, right? Well, now I have to try that. I don't know how to do that. Oh, you just hit the little loopy button, Alex. Can you hit you it? Hit if you hit it, it twice, will it loop the song? That is correct, Alex. Cool. All right. You know, you know like the way the loopy button has been working since the iPod Classic. I never used the loopy button. I only listened to the song once. Ugh, well, what if you uh, needed to listen to the whole album, Alex? But well, on repeat. 
you hit the loopy button once, it'll just loop the album. Yeah. But if you hit the loopy button twice, it'll loop the song. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's good. Now I've learned something. That's what this podcast is all about, baby. Hashtag yeah. learning. Yeah. Now um, let's learn about Falcone. I don't know. How to say. Falcone in uh, 2017. He's from Poland, so probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> this is the metal version. This is the metal version. He says he claims to intensify awesome game music tracks. Wherein intensify means put in a lot of fucking double kick. Oh, so much double kick. Like, constantly. I Constant. Guess, I mean, it's a fairly short cycle. Um, mm-hmm. But, like... He goes into the double kick, like, immediately. Like, you don't have much time, I guess, but, jeez. It's a lot. Yeah, so, it's, it's, this is from an album called, like, Intense Symphonic Metal. Covers, I think, Volume 5 or some shit. Volume V. Volume V. And, yeah, so this is, like, basically, it's metal guitar in the track, and we get some, like, more strings, I guess. And that's... It's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I don't even have a lot here, like... It's faster. Let's sped up. It's faster. It doesn't take th- that long to play a loop. Mm-hmm. And there's like there's parts where like there's so much kick, it's kind of distracting. Yeah, like, like he just tra- goes Sorry. ham on that kick, and on one level, it's technically impressive because I'm like, okay, it's like it's in rhythm and it's there's a lot of it, but it is distracting from the yeah, rest like, of the piece. I was trying to like analyze it and pick out different parts, but it was just like. And it was just very hard for me. And I don't know if it actually intensifies this track at all. More so? I mean, it's already supposed to be an intense track. It's already supposed Mm -hmm. to be urgent, so... I I certainly don't feel a lot more, but those kicks are pretty fast. I feel like I should be fighting vampires to this instead of people from the moon. Is this a Castlevania song? Like maybe. Did they turn a Final Fantasy just... song into a Castlevania song? Yeah, like possibly. It kind of. I'd believe that. That's just so many kicks, man. There, yeah, so tons of kicks. kicks. It's so if in, you like uh... kicks, if you like, if you like bass, big drums, played very fast, go for this version. Go for it. But if it's not, too much for me. Don't go for it. It's too much for me. Yeah, it just it's it definitely is. I think hard in the side of excess double kick. So, yeah, not my. With that, we're gonna talk about uh, a little group called Extra Lives, and who covered this in the year twenty (laughs) seventeen. Extra Lives is a group of four Los Angeles musicians who love classic video game music and bring it to you completely live, except for when it's recorded. Is that what they said, or is that what you said? That's what I added on that last bit. So that, that's yeah, me I, being cheeky. That's pretty. That's that's a good one. Classic. Um, I don't. It, is this a live album? Like, is this a live recording? It it's very like it. clearly not. If it is, they did not impress the audience they were performing for. I could tell so you that. There's no audience sounds at all. <laughs> if there was even an audience, 
<laughs> or is this a like walk like an Egyptian situation where it's like maybe live, but maybe everyone's being paid to be there? Well, everyone was absolutely paid to be there in that scenario. They were shooting a video. Okay. All right. But they still made eye contact. Anyway, yeah. that doesn't... But I, I'm not even going to begin to get into whatever argument you're trying to make there. I don't know. See, I don't think I'm trying to argue anything, and now I'm trying to back out of it. You're out. Um, All right. Thanks. So, thanks, man. So I would argue this is more of a... I even wouldn't even call this a synth rock version. It's just like a rock version. Actually, there's a bit of synth in here. It's kind of synth. It's like the background's playing like... And the very beginning is this like rolled up sound. Yeah. It's, it might be a clavinet though. Classic clavinet. Yeah. So it's either like a clavinet or if it's a synthesizer. And I, it might be a synthesizer because later on it sounds more like a synthesizer. Uh, but it sounds kind of like a sawtooth wave, and like you have to turn the feedback way up, and then like throw up some resonance. So like it's fairly bright sawtooth sound to me. That's what I got out of it. And then yeah, later on fair. they do some like filtery stuff. So uh, which is more synthy, but uh, more synthy than like a clavinet, I would think. But I don't know what a clavinet is that well. Well, I was gonna ask you what a clavinet is, so. I forget the details. So you just go around being like, that. Ah, it's probably a clavinet. And I know what it like, sounds like. Do you? Kind of. Clavinet is I'm an electrically amplified clavichord that was invented by Ernst Zacharias and ma manufactured by the Honer Company of Trossingen, West Germany. Sorry, I'm looking out. It's the sound is produced by a harp of 60 tensioned steel strings. Hmm. Oriented diagonally below the key surface. Cool. So that's what that is. It's a steel instrument. So it has that kind of sound still. Right. And you're saying that's responsible for sort of the beginning sting part there? Or a synthesizer that sounds like a clavinet. Sure. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, so the guitar on this is an electric. It is an electric guitar. It is. This one has kind of like a thin sounding electric guitar that sounds thin to me. And it's playing mm. the melody. And there's a lot of other like effects and stuff in the background. Yeah, we got a pretty standard bass. Uh, the synth is very electronic sounding on this one. Absolutely. There's drums. There are definitely drums. You can't <laughs> argue. I cannot argue with that. Um, but they they have. They they sound like the drums in the original. So this is a yeah. pretty straightforward cover, but it's got some interesting sounds in it. It's a very it's a very electronic without being like electronic dance music. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that statement. But there's also some like not like less electronic, like electric, but not electronic stuff. Yeah. Um, the guitar does a few like guitar specific things. There's like some fretboard scratching at one point yeah. in particular. They do like a like fretboard sound. Oh, classic! A classic. That might be a bass, actually. Nope. No, I think it's a I think it's a guitar. Oh yeah, uh, there's a know. couple little drum fills. Does does a couple little. That's what the but drum like, goes like. And then, of course, the thing that really made me think it was like a synthesizer over a clavinet, but maybe it wouldn't matter. Is like when they go wow 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 and get those like. Um, filter thing, filter effects. Ah, because that would be done by using a filter. Yeah, which wouldn't have to be on a synthesizer, but I would just associate it more with a synthesizer. 
Maybe there's a cabinet that does that. I don't know. I don't um, know much, Alex. Or you could add it on the end. Like, it wouldn't be difficult. It's just not not what comes to mind immediately. Right. And then there's some stuff, like, when it sort of starts to get higher near the end, and it's really, like, crunchy. Like, it sounds like it's gone out of its range, which is more, to me, a synthesizer thing. Maybe it's just a synthesized okay. clavinet. It's from that seems most likely the you know? year 2017. They, it, it could be, a, like... Los Angeles musicians. Yeah, it could be, like, a digital clavinet. Yeah, the DC. Yeah. Yeah, so if the last one, if I'm fighting va- vampires to the last one, for this one I'm fighting robots, and that's all I have to say about this. I'd fight robots to this. Fuck yeah. Let's talk about Arcade Player in 2019. Get I can't it. find anything on. Do you get it? Because their name is Arcade Player. It's like Arcade so, Fire. Is it? I don't know. In Maybe the sense that it like starts that. with Arcade? Yeah, I'm wondering if they were trying to, like, make that connection. Well, it didn't work for me. They should be... Is it adjusting microphone? They should, they should be they trying should be... to make a, make a connection with uh, with the uh, SEO. Fucking I, idiots. I couldn't find them. They, they should be an Arcade Fire slash video game cover band. There you go. That mashes up the songs. Yeah, I feel like that has do, limited uh, appeal, but it's possible. Um, the... Mm, fuck. What's a what's a popular arcade fire song? That's a great question. I only know their album The Suburbs. That one time they played Queen Bitch with David Bowie. Let's oh, do hey, that. Yeah. Well, that's not their song though. Yeah, but you know uh, And I'm trying I, to I, also think of a song that like a video game song that you could fit into there. If I had any arcade fire knowledge, I would offer it up. Wait, hang on. What's what's the track that plays in Animal Crossing at a time in the morning? Is it 4 a.m.? Is it 3 a.m.? Well, I mean, both of those tracks exist, but I don't I hate know. you, Alex. <laughs> uh, I uh, I don't know which one. It's probably 4 a.m. No, let's go. No, we're going with 3 a.m. So you could okay. do The Suburbs, 3 a.m. If you were Arcade Fire player. That was a long walk to a bad joke. <laughs> we made it there, though, and that's what matters. That is what matters. This one's also very synthy. It is. Possibly. It's it's more synthy because it actually has um the synth on on or the melody on a synth. Yeah, and uh I'll say that the synth bass is actually very similar in tone to the original synth bass. It's true. It sounds like very simple, kinda like a very simple square wave sound mm-hmm. in this one. Just like boo doo 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 and then But yeah, like straightforward. Um, this one, yeah, I, and I wasn't sure because I was listening to this one and I was listening to the Team Savra one, and that mm-hmm. one threw me off. So I was like, "Is this one also synthesizers?" But yeah, this one's synthesizers. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, but yeah, it's like there's a string sound, but there's also like a glockenspiel sound. Yeah, hundred percent. And it sounds kind of like being played with mallets. So that's yeah, kinda, I said that's for the, the sort of secondary melody or the bit that's usually the horns is that glockenspiel part, right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. So they have similar elements, as they all do. A lot of these mm-hmm. are pretty similar. It's to almost the as if they're all the same song. Hmm. We'll have to talk more about that later. I don't think it's relevant to our podcast. 
Yeah, you're right. I'll, we'll <laughs> save that for off air. Yeah. Um, Similar, but different. Sorry, I got distracted. And then there's like a like yeah, there's like chimey bits in the back too. Occasionally, I think. I don't know exactly what that is. Chimes, what? you say. Chimes, yeah. What's a chime? I, I might, it might no. just be the Glock in a in a different light. I'm also noticing yeah, some cymbal action now. There's occasional cymbal strikes. Do the. It's definitely. To, uh, zip. Uh, more on your uh, comment before about those maybe just being the same synthesizer with like slightly different effects or something. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought that as well because there's sections that sound like more like a a vocal synth, not like a vocoder, but like a like a synth pad. Oh like, yeah, like oh. the yeah 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 yeah. Um, that are maybe the Glockenspiel sound, but like with a different um envelope or something like right. Like stretched out instead of the sound, because they sound similar, but again, different. Similar, but different. But different. Amazing. Wow. Well, welcome to our podcast. Similar but different. We're talking talk about a thing that's the same almost, but different. But not the same at the same time. Wow. Wow. Sure to be another rip roaring episode today. We're talking about Final Fantasy IV. The game. It's similar, oh, but different similar from Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VI. Fantasy. Yes. And the <laughs> other Final Fantasy three. games, probably. Three didn't have ATB, though. Mm. So, think about three that. Three did not have a tight butt. <laughs> not after I was done with it. Oh, God. Um, okay, so, I was originally going to have another song on here, but it turns out I fucked up and it wasn't even the actual... Uh, wasn't the actual track. Yeah, it was a completely different song. And I didn't notice because I didn't listen to it until way too late. So as, as is our duty as entertainers, what we're going to do here today is, for you guys all, perform the first ever live Cover Me Cover here Amazing. in the studio across provinces. Um, we're going to do an acapella cover, you and me, Alex. Which part would you like to take? Um, do you want to be the bass? Yes, I can do that. Just Yeah, that'll be because that's how we do the countdown, too. Cause I'll have to know that your parts are coming delayed to me, so it's going to sound awful on my end, but on your end, it might be okay. Okay. This is going to be terrible. I love it. Okay. Let me... Well, hang on. I got to listen to the original just for a second here to remember what the bass actually is, even though I know it. There's, like, little pits that are different. Okay. All right. Are you ready for this, Alex? Nope. Let's go. Okay. I'm way off. How's it going, the second part? <laughs> I don't know, just keep going. Do you think we hit it? Do we hit the mark? 
right, that's it. We did it. That was our cover of that was our cover. Battle 2. Woo! Let's do a quick review of that, Alex. I really like the organic bits where the bass would stop to ask if we were doing a good <laughs> job. Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, that's just, when you're doing the, a boss battle, there's a lot of confusion. And I think mm-hmm. it's natural to ask questions like, what, where am I? What am I doing? What's next? You know? Yeah, this so, really brought you into the world of the of the actual characters, where like what they're thinking as this music's playing. Yeah, and like compared to some of the the more traditional versions, I would say like the the melody's tendency to switch keys randomly was a really bold decision. Absolutely, there was a there was a level of uncertainty to it, right? Like you yeah, don't like, know like how you're going to tackle this thing. Yeah, and then like then something happens and you couldn't have expected it. Like it's yeah. just not just not possible. It's yeah, it came together in a way that was both confusing and like on a level not like actually audibly pleasing, but in that but, sense of chaos, it was actually really faithful to the spirit of the original. Absolutely. It captured it captured that drive. That uh, definitely the uncertainty, the urgency, um and 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 the need to sort of improvise. And, and just take things as they come. Exactly, because sometimes yes. you have to change your strategy on the fly, especially in a Final Fantasy game, because yeah, you know. expect to do one thing to the boss, and then like maybe it's immune to physical damage, and you're like, yeah. oh, shit. And then you think you defeat it, but boom, second health bar, second form. Yeah, second How many times phase. is that going to happen? Who knows? Who knows? God, that's always stressful, especially if you haven't saved in a while. Yeah, and like three of your guys are dead. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck. All right, so that was our final song, which means we're going to go into our wrap-up here. Three categories. Worst version, best version, and a version you're going to get into a fight to. Hit me with it. Alex, what's the worst version of this song? What's the worst version? Hmm. I, I really didn't like the Team Savra one. Oh, no, you know yeah. what? I'm not going to say Team Savra. I changed my mind because I forgot hmm. about... Fal Falcon Falcone 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 like I just I was so like just there's so many kicks it was just not for me it was like it was so distracting I barely know what happened in that version and I listen it's like not that much different from the song I was listening to all day yesterday so yeah I just just doesn't I don't know man yeah it's when you set out I think I? to make a track with just the other it's like I'm gonna intensify it it's like how okay. do you intensify it kick <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you can't what if just we did throw it again? one object and, and be like, and now it's intense and symphonic metal. And you're like, that's nah, not really it. It's and the same. It's, he's intense, encountering the but... same problem that I think the symphonic metal cover of Total Eclipse of the Heart encountered is that it's very difficult to intensify an already intense piece. Yeah, and like, is there even a point? Mm-hmm. Like, You're, uh, if you just made it like a bit, like as it were. yeah, like it's already intense, and you just made it like a bit more intense. It, is anyone even gonna notice? You'd have to really go all out. Yeah, and, you need like, to, you'd have to go find a different intensity in it. You know? Yeah, you'd have to go like, I don't know, like Dragon Ball Z power levels kind of stuff. Like between, so like you gotta really gotta bump it up. Yeah, well, like for this one where the the original song is kind of higher in the energy, it's a, the high melody. You would almost have to make like a like a bassy, grimy kind of piece, you know, something Which down is low. Kind of what the dubstep version did. 
Yeah, exactly. It definitely leans more towards that at the very least, and I think that does a better job of covering the song for it. For sure. Yeah, Is Falcone's a good well? choice. Oh, um, you haven't said yet. I haven't said yet. Uh, I was looking at Extra Lives just because theirs was very forgettable for me. I agree. I agree. Like, And I didn't love the guitar sound. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, uh, it, it's pretty straightforward. There wasn't anything that I really like loved about that one yeah even though like i'll i dig clavinet but like i i don't know it wasn't yeah i feel like there was good pieces in here but they weren't utilized to a uh like a cohesive potential yeah and then compared to even some of the other fairly straightforward covers that were i mean done with different sounds that just were more interesting Mm Hmm. yeah so that that one just for being kind of boring despite maybe having some unique pieces is mm. my worst track let's move to a more positive note what's the best version of this alex what is the best version of this man i feel like this might be i think we hit it right off the bat which is to say our version that we recorded no um <laughs> clearly i mean it's the bravest if nothing else uh, but it is everything else as well. So, That's no, right. it's, uh, r- I really like the Rare Candy version, and I think you did as well. Um, uh, 100%, yeah. I mean, I'm not like a massive surf rock fan or anything, but it had that sound. It sounded cool. I like organs. Um, and it was fun. And then they did the victory theme, which is always cool. Yeah, it was, uh, like, it was charming on a human level. Uh, and like that's the the smallest factor in its favor i think a surf rock version of this was one interesting because like i would have never thought of that you could have given me the song and given me a hundred years to cover it and i would never be like oh what about some surf rock <laughs> and yeah, it I'm... does it well it maintains an intensity while also staying true to the genre of surf rock and yeah the the genre as well as the and the original piece so it's it's cool Mm-hmm. It's got little changes. It's got a nice uh, organ solo in the middle of it. Yeah, not too long. Like it, Fits in there nicely. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a nice piece of music. So, I'm glad they cranked out this tub jam. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna look that one up just to make sure I'm not uh, stepping on anyone's toes with that, uh, that phrase, but uh, I'm gonna adopt it. Um, tub jam is a, a song by Josh Bedell. And also by Inside Tracks, um, Tour's English Traditional Strawberry Jam is the first tub jam. I just, yeah, hot tub jam. We got jam tub. <laughs> I think you're in the clear. Okay, good. I'm making a new phrase. Let's see if I can popularize it. All right, Alex. And if you're getting into a fight with somebody, what's uh, what's your fight jam? What's which one of these is coming on? Um. Not to repeat myself too much, but I think it's got to be the Falcone version because it's so distracting. It would distract the other person with with all those kicks. They'd be like, "There's too many kicks in this." Yes, I know. Uh, I'm like, "Yes, that's the point." But I know, and they would be taken off. Expect it. It would knock them off guard. They'd be like, "Ah, what is happening? I can't focus on." Would you also not getting hit in the nuts by this guy? I'm not going to fight fair, also. I don't know if... <laughs> yeah, I can, I can tell. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a, that's a solid I mean, answer. I, I want to win. Sorry. What's yeah. yours? 
I think I would pick probably Donnie Cordoni's uh, a dubstep version. Dubstep. Because I'm getting into I'm getting into a, a cyberpunk fight. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Are you also doing... gonna kick him in the nuts? Or yeah, hundred percent. But with a yeah, cyber nuts. It's gonna be yeah, but on the line it will be because you know we'll be hacking into the Obviously. VR space. Obviously. In the year 2020, that's when Cyberpunk starts. The original tabletop RPG. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2020. <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna I'm a straight VR nut kick, dudes. Sweet. To the to the dubstep sounds of Don Don Cordoni. Yeah, D- Donnie Cordoni to the Donnie dulcet Cordoni. dubstep okay. the tones of Donnie Cordoni from Vancouver. Donnie? I might even be fighting Donnie Cordoni in the VR space in Vancouver in 2020. You should. We could do that now. I mean, we're so close. Yeah. We're like halfway to 2020. We, yeah, we're practically there. So and I, I mean, am we could, calling we you out, Donnie Cordoni. He's probably not going to be available until next year anyway. So probably. make the meeting now. Yeah. Let's fight him. <laughs> All right. That's been our, uh, our main segment for our bonus segment. We're just going to talk about E3 for a bit. I hope you all are ready for that. Alex, what do you think about E3 this year? Um, well, my usual reaction. Wait, hang on. Let was... me back up. Okay. Uh, if you guys have any opinions on these cover songs or, you know, there was any we missed that you wish we'd talk about, talk to us on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, or at some Alex Wise guy. Tell us what you think about stuff. Tell us what you think about E3, hashtag, here's what I think about E3. All right, here's the bonus segment. Alex, you were saying? Yeah, um, my opinion of this one was similar to the previous ones, which is there was some neat stuff, and then Nintendo did their thing, and that's what I'm interested in, because I'm lame, but also cool. In a cool yeah, way. but also, like, Nintendo kind of understands what everybody wants, which is just a string of game trailers with a dude being like, and here's another cool game. Yeah, and for some reason, Animal Crossing, which I don't understand, but it's still my most played 3DS game. Yeah, well, it's very easy to lose hours in that one. And I'll be honest, I am stoked for the new one. It looks pretty fucking sick. Yeah. My goal is to be able to play video games again by September? Mm. Which is, is like, uh, probably too soon, but... (laughs) Anyway. That's all the great set goals that were too soon, Alex. Yes, so I've got to set some crazy goals. That's what I'm doing. That's right. That's my goal. And, yeah, I'm actually excited for the new Fire Emblem. Because it looks like it's it got some fucking... it comes out so soon. Yeah, it's, it's so next soon. next month. Like, I might not even have money for it because I'm a broke bitch. And that's what <laughs> really crushes me. Uh, I guess so. I mean, the other thing about it is they have shown a bunch of stuff already. But, and everyone, and it just looked like you'd be hanging around in a school and doing, like, mm-hmm. Persona stuff. And then they were like, oh, yeah, and then it becomes five years later. And, like, everything goes down in between. And yeah. It's gonna, things... You know, it gets, it gets real, man. Yeah, it's got all the elements I look for. Persona bullshit, time skips, and Fire Emblem. Yeah, what else could you want? Nothing. The I'm pretty sure there, there's actually, I mean, what is it, Tokyo Mirage Sessions? I don't think it has a time skip, but like... Oh, yeah, but that's... The, uh, the actual Shin Megami Tensei uh, Fire Emblem crossover Fire Emblem game, crossover, kind of. that's right. Yeah, that was for which Wii U, I never wasn't played. it? Because it's still like... on the Wii U. Yeah, because they're still charging full price. Did you see that the new Just Dance is coming out for Wii? I did. I did. So we're going to have to get Just Dance... Is it 2020? 2020, yeah. Uh, On the Wii, so we can talk about that. Yes, absolutely. I think we mentioned it previously. 
Yeah, we did. Man- I think we mentioned Just Dance 2014 because it features the song In the Summertime. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we could get that on the Wii, too. Fuck probably. yeah. What do you think about the, the announced Breath of the Wild sequel? I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was blown away by it. Because at first it was playing, I was like, oh, cool, they're releasing DLC for Breath of the Wild. Weird, but right it's on. Like, yeah, it's like kind of they're doing like what I and many other people, I think, said they should do and just take the engine, take the, um, what is it, like the, the resources they have and yeah. uh, repurpose them kind of like like they did with Majora's Mask. Yeah, to do a Majora's Mask style kind Which, of sequel. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. But yeah. hopefully. Looks like there's there's some interesting shit going on. I always love seeing yeah. the internet just go wild with theories and shit too. Yes, there's so much stuff and of like it's all it's also fun when when you get those theories and then there are people who start to like take all of them one, as 100% truth. Mm-hmm. And start talking as if it's not a theory, and then everyone's like, and, and you read, and you're like, "Hang on a minute, no one actually said that, right?" Yeah, because like, no, slow it's down. just like Where's something the, someone thought. Like the the press statement on this, and there's nothing. Yeah. So they're like, "Hey, this was confirmed." And you're like, "Well, it was implied." If you take a few <laughs> like leaps of logic, but uh, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that was so a big one. Um, Watch Dogs. The new Watch Dogs actually looks really I good. I haven't seen that trailer. I usually only watch Nintendo stuff because, again, uh-huh, you know, okay. single-minded. Um, Watch Dogs, though, I haven't played the first two. Have you? Neither have I. But in this one, they're essentially, you're able to play as any of the NPCs in the world. Oh, so it's kind you of like, kinda... what is it, Driver San Francisco, but instead of cars, it's people? Yeah, I guess. And then, like, so there, there's all different types of people. What they showed in the trailer is, like, you play as a dude, and you kind of think he's the main character, and then he just dies, and the game has permadeath for characters. Oh, so once he's dead, cool. you can't actually play as him, so then you switch over to this, to a grandma, a little old grandma, and then, like, she moves slower, but she can still murder people, and also she has, like, little hacker robots and shit. Oh, that is amusing. Yeah, it looks pretty wild if they can pull it <laughs> off right. But it's a Ubisoft, so, you know. Yeah, it's kind of good. I mean, I haven't played a Ubisoft game in a long time. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe I could get back into it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, give it a what shot. other ones did I see? Bethesda. Bethesda said fuck in their presentation. Did they? Yeah. Like like the actual people presenting or in the yeah. video? The actual dude, he was like, fuck yeah, we put a Battle Royale in Fallout 76. Still PG-13, because we only said it once. That's right. And also, they had the the best shills, or the worst, depending on how you look at it. There was a guy in that audience who, after like even the most basic announcement, was just like, what? <laughs> I, I, I feel like, I wonder how much you pay to have someone do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's either too Especially, much or not enough there's no reasonable point. price anyone pays for that and uh okay no i forgot about this one the dark crystal game yeah that came out of um, nowhere i don't know it doesn't look like that interesting at the very least the animations don't look that interesting but that's fun but also i mean i think there's a dark crystal series coming out um on netflix on netflix yes. so i guess it's, it's related released. to that yeah but i don't know how closely and it's just like it's just a you, it's just a bunch of gelflings or whatever. Yeah, it's like a weird dark crystal tactics game. I'm hoping it'll lead to a labyrinth tactics game, where where you just 
only play as David Bowie? Yeah. It's what they strictly could do. just the magic dance scene, and you have to like move him correctly to kick Muppets around and throw babies <laughs> in the air. You could they could do like um um what is it? Like mystery dungeon style oh, labyrinth yeah. game? Because that I don't know. I feel like that So would be it, a like a randomly game. generated dungeon every time. Yeah. That would be kinda cool. Yeah, not a bad idea. But yeah, I think Nintendo knocked it out of the park again. And cool, oh, cool Banjo stuff. Kazooie and Smash, dude. Oh, that's pretty wild. And also, other guy from Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest Heroes. I haven't played Dragon Quest, so neither have I. Which that's is a cool. Square game. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Well, I think it's significant. I'm sure for some people, but I don't really care. Yeah, can't say I yeah. give a fuck. But hey, if it comes out cheap, maybe I'll buy it. Oh, Cadence of Hyrule came out. I bought that. Super fucking fun. I would like to play that. September, For man. sure. That's, you're going to do September. it. September, yep. September. Anyway, better. that's been our bonus segment called hashtag, Hey, we're talking about E3. I hope you enjoy this. Hashtag better for September. Hashtag, yeah, if you guys are going to get better for September, is that going to be our, our summer campaign? Sure. Last year's entrepreneurial summer. This year is better for September. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. If I'm we can that. remember. No, we're gonna we're gonna promote it every week. I'm gonna ask you for progress on how you're getting better for September. Okay, I'll update you. I'll I'll come up with something. I'll do. I already bought a big rubber stick to use for well, exercise. Too then. Yep, buy a rubber stick. <laughs> Can also getting use better, as a beating brother. stick if you want, but mm, maybe don't. Beating off stick, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you could try. <laughs> Anything's possible. Here. All right. Well, yeah, better for September. You heard it here first, folks. It's happening now. Um, if you want to talk to us again, we're on Twitter at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy, hashtag cover me pod. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get the newest episodes when they come in. That's You can follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, or your favorite podcasting app. Be sure to rate and review us. Let people know. Let your friends know. It's Father's Day. No, it's not when you're listening to this. Let your dad know anyway. Um, and. Tune in next time to find out what song we talk about next time, because that's how this works. And as we always say on Cover Me, make sure to save your game to keep your ass covered. <laughs>